Tangente. Conversaciones improvisadas para gente preparada. Hola, gracias por escucharnos. Un episodio más aquí en Tangente Podcast. Le habla su servidora Blanca Agüero, aquí presente con David Gámez y nuestro compañero Andrés Ponce. ¿Cómo están, chicos? Bien, muchas gracias. Bien. ¿Cómo estás tú? Qué bueno. Súper bien, súper contenta. Aquí otro episodio más. Y este episodio les prometo que a las personas que lo escuchen van a terminar eh, luego de escuchar la conversación como personas diferentes, con una nueva perspectiva, con más inspiración. Eh, no sé. ¿Qué, ah, ¿qué tú sí, crees? tenemos a la gente de las cafeteras desde Los Ángeles. Eh, que han estado haciendo música con una bonita causa social y en verdad música para inspirarse y no quedarse simplemente tuiteando por el cambio, uh -huh. sino más bien activándose realmente y haciendo cosas más tangibles. Manos eso, a la obra. Manos a la obra. Uh -huh. Pero aparte, esos son unos músicos increíbles que, imagínate, que han hecho música y compartido tarima con grandes como Lila Downs, con los Café Tacuba, con Oso Matli. Yes. Yeah, o sea, son, son brutales, sí, son brutales mm -hmm. puro, puro West Coast, Los Ángeles y traen un sonido muy único ese que mezcla todo lo que ellos comenzaron mezclando todo lo del son jarocho con, con otros ritmos y cumbia y todo y lo que están haciendo ahora han dado una evolución muy bonita. Bueno, vamos a conocer más de ellos ah, más adelante. Sí, vamos a estar más adelante con... Eh, Denise Carlos y con Héctor Flores, eh, dos de los integrantes, ella cantante, él también y músico, así que nada, vamos a conocerlo más adelante, pero antes de eso, vamos con el especial. Bueno, yo puedo empezar con los especiales de hoy. Eh, yo les tengo uno bien acorde con esta onda... Eh, de esa fusión de cultura mexicana con otros sonidos globales y eh, urbanos, digamos. Eh, y lo que les traigo es el remix del de tema del antídoto del Mexican Institute of Sound, el Instituto Mexicano del Sonido, featuring La Perla. Y este es un, la versión remix eh, de El Dusty que me, me encantó mucho esta, esta cumbia. Bueno, el original está bestial, pero este remix eh, me parece que quedó increíble para la pista. Entonces le doy play y a ver qué les parece. Yes. 
pegado. <risa> Mira, Camilo Lara está brutal. Yo. André, no trajo la rumba para la casa. <risa> Yo estoy ya encendido. Brutal. Listo para el Distrito Federal. Yeah. Sí, para el CDMX. Bueno, aunque ya Camilo dice que no le gusta decirle CDMX, por eso le llaman Distrito Federal todavía, como le decían ah, antes. Ah, sí se llama el álbum. Su visión, digamos, de, de su ciudad natal y de, de los lugares y los sonidos, ¿no? La cultura. Y la verdad que el disco está increíble. Tiene unas colaboraciones muy finas, ¿no? Como esta de, de La Perla de, de Colombia, este grupo de, de cumbia de puras mujeres que son también increíbles. La, tuve la oportunidad de verlas aquí en Miami, en el Grand Up Festival. Y la verdad que, bueno, el tema original, como les digo, estaba chéverísimo, pero este remix me parece que le, le, le terminó de dar como un toque más discotequero, así, para pa mover el esqueleto ahí. Yes, 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 yes. Para llevarlo para otro lugar. Para la cumbia. Sí, tú decías algo de Camilo. No, que okay. Camilo Lara, bueno, sabemos todos, ¿verdad? La, la carrera tan grande que tiene, cuánto lleva haciendo música, eh, que es muy querido en, entre el gremio de ustedes de artistas, como todo el mundo dice que es súper cool, que es buena gente, down to earth, colabora con todo el mundo, ayuda con todo el mundo. Estaba escuchando eso justamente con una entrevista en Latinx Transfer con el podcast de, de Nuria, que lo escucho sin, sin faltar. Y él decía que, que él era fanático del podcast, así que, bueno, no de este podcast, digo, de podcast. Todavía, todavía. Todavía. Vamos a ver, ojalá que sí se, <risa> se pegue y que, y, que, y que nos escuche. Porque Ay, sería bonito tenerlo. La verdad sería que chévere, sí. ¿verdad? Que, 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 que nos escuchara o que estuviera acá <risa> con nosotros. Bueno, y si no nos escucha igual, ahí le deben estar retumbando los oídos. De que lo estamos... Sí, sí. No, la verdad que nosotros sí, somos sí. fans de, de él desde hace rato y, y lo fuimos a ver hace muchos años acá en Miami, ¿verdad? En una fiesta... En una pisoteca. Ese concepto, qué cool era. Era, un, era un, como un piso, como un edificio, y le llamaban la pisoteca. Y él estaba ahí mezclando, hizo una... Ah, qué bien. Nosotros nos pegamos una pea y estábamos haciendo coreografía. <risa> <risa> Pero es que estaba demasiado bueno. Cumbia, bueno. Sí, metió, trae hizo, una energía buenísima. Si no me equivoco, él metió una, un remix de cumbia con el, el pájaro bañista con el papá, 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 un mamá, o papá, un mamá. Y esa vaina se vino para el, casi se cae el, la discoteca esa, porque todo el mundo se paró a bailar esa vaina demasiado pegajoso. Sí, sí. Bueno, y ahorita me traji, trajiste esa música y me quedé pegado también como hipnotizado escuchando, porque es que es, está brutal. La verdad uh -huh. que el disco entero está brutal, pero no había oído este remix del Dusty. Sí, brutal. bueno, y el Dusty tremendo productor también, como en esa onda Global Bass, Cumbia. Ya tiene ahí muchos años también la escena ahí trayendo esa, ese sonido contundente. Qué rico. Un sonido que, un sonido que, que parece como que lo revivió SoundCloud. Porque yo me acuerdo de toda esa época que hacían esos mashups y a, y a todo le metían cumbia y comenzó toda esa onda de cumbia digital, electrónica, eso... Por ahí me fui también, por ese rabbit hole. Y creo que todavía no he salido. No. <risa> por ahí fue que dimos con ZZK también. Bueno, mira, entonces este, sí, estoy pegada con Nuria en Latinx Transfer. Soy fan del podcast. Y lo digo porque justamente la recomendación que traigo hoy 
eh, fue de un artista que escuché una entrevista con, con ella y me encantó. La verdad, no le había parado mucha atención a la música de Gabriel Ríos, que es un boricua que está por allá en Bélgica. Y Cerquita. Sí, cerquita y al ladito. Y está brutal, Nene, de verdad que eh, me fascinó. Primero que me encantó la entrevista porque me sentí muy identificada de cómo él, después de haber, haber vivido tantos años fuera de Puerto Rico, tuvo que regresar por cuestiones de, de familia. Su papá tenía Alzheimer y, y pues tuvo que regresar. Pero cómo se chocó y cómo que realmente encontró que Estar en Puerto Rico era como parte realmente de donde tenía que estar siempre, como que donde no tenía que pretender nada, como que todo era muy fácil, ¿no? Que todo se le hacía muy, muy natural y que quizás en otros lugares él, él, él se sentía siempre como que un poquito fuera del lugar, ¿no? Bueno, la cuestión en la entrevista estuvo brutal y yo dije, ay, déjame chequear ese disco. El último disco de él se llama Flore. Como flores, pero como nosotros los pronunciamos en Puerto Rico, sí, la S. Pues justamente así, flores. Comiéndose la S comiéndonos la S como siempre y como los que nos escuchan se habrán, en, se habrán dado cuenta conmigo eh, y, y con nosotros los venezolanos también, ¿también? somos, co sí. somos ah, como sí. S es que son... sí. <risa> aunque, aunque eso no será también somos como, como S no, <risa> es que somos caribeños y entonces la verdad que sí la verdad que sí pero bueno, este, me estuve tripeando el disco de Gabriel Ríos y me encantó esta canción que traigo que se llama La Torre, que es featuring con The Avenger Banhart, que ya lo hemos traído acá al podcast. Como David especial. lo trajo como especial. Y quiero que lo escuches porque yo sé que te va a encantar. La Torre. Sin lo que te está pasando Cada loco con su tema Cada cual a su manera Tratando de evitárselo Y en ese olvido está Tu mundo trágico Mira que eso duele un montón Cuando cuento bien y pego un jalón uno va bajando y bajando alas en tu brazo, muchacho, alas pa' ver un pampután. Pase lo que pase, ya tiempo hace que viene sin quemarse. La torre. Quinto disco de Gabriel Ríos y es su primer disco en español. El disco entero tiene un swing, si lo estaba escuchando también. Eh, y tiene unos covers de así salsa, como, pero una salsa bien dark. El cover de eh, Panteón de Amor, el cover del Ratón de Cheo Feliciano. Oh, qué bien. Pero está bueno, el disco es un trip. Y tiene unas canciones que 
como que le mete esa manera de cantar como que de trap con reggaetón, pero en ningún momento mete el ritmo del reggaetón, sino es la, nada más con, con la intención con la que canta la canción, que en verdad que es muy versátil. Este tema tiene como una onda así de los 70, así como bien... Jack, Jack Rock, como rock de ese de yate uh -huh. que lo llamaban, Jack Rock. <risa> ah, sí, y, cierto. Y bueno, de Vendra tiene esa, ese sonido californiano, full, West Coast, San Francisco, así. Como un toquecito psicodélico. La verdad que está bien chévere. No sé si todo el disco es así, más o menos. Pero está bien bueno. Sí. Me gustó. Tri tripéatelo y que la gente Vibe. se lo tripee en la casa Muy. también. Está buenísimo. Igual vamos a estar poniendo toda esta música en el soundtrack de Tangente, que tenemos el playlist ahí en Spotify. Si buscan el soundtrack de Tangente y ven los audífonos amarillos mostazas, ahí van a poder darle clic y seguirnos. Es un trip completo, un soundtrack de toda la recompilación que hemos hecho de todos los especiales que traemos eh, episodio tras episodio y es un buen soundtrack para un road trip, para un paseíto en el carro. Así que, y una vez que estén ahí, dale también follow al podcast de nosotros, el mismo loguito amarillo con los audífonos y en verdad que para que disfruten todos estos episodios que hemos hecho con, con mucho cariño. Pero antes de que se me vayan ahí y antes de irnos para la cháchara, quería yo traer mi especial del episodio de hoy. Y es un, es un especial que va a sonar un poco eh, ex extraño, pero estoy apelando a esa nostalgia que da precisamente el, el, lo que llaman los brasileros el saudade, ¿no? el, el regresar a casa. Y es un mm. poco ese mismo sentimiento que me da a mí con la música de las cafeteras, que te dan ese, ese feeling de, de... como que te dan ganas de buscar más tus pertenencias, tus raíces. Cuando escucho la música de ellos, me pasa eso. Pero bueno, yo voy a llegar al sur, porque nosotros somos suramericanos, mm -hmm. y voy a llegar al sur a través de una banda alemana. ¡Ah! ¿What? ¿Cómo te quedó el ojo? <risa> la banda alemana se llama The No Twist. Yo no lo conocía, pero tienen rato dándole desde el año 89. Es una banda de indie rock que, que sacó un disco en enero que se llama Vertigo Days y tiene una colaboración, pero maravillosa es poco, con nada más y nada menos que Juana Molina. Oh, nice. Esto es The No Twist y la canción se llama Al Sucio. Oh, 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 
sonido es, está demasiado cargado, uh -huh. pero tiene una... Bueno, a mí me dio... No conocía la música de ellos, de No Twist, la verdad. Pero sí tenía mucho de esos sonidos experimentales a los que nos tiene acostumbrado Juana Molina. Eh, imagínate, yo a Juana Molina la sigo. Me acuerdo la primera vez que escuché el disco de ella, Rara. Y fue como que me encanta este disco. Y estuve buscándolo como por todos lados el disco, no lo encontré sino después de muchos años con esto de que se abre la comercialización de la música y, y Amazon y uno puede comenzar a comprar por todos lados en Venezuela no se conseguía por ningún lado el disco de Rara me acuerdo que inclusive una vez se lo pedí a un pana de Argentina, le dije mira tráeme el disco de Rara y, se, uh, y me dijo a ti te gusta Juana Molina, pero Juana Molina es lo que es una comediante, pues Juana Molina comienza en, era, actriz. Eh, era actriz de una comedia sí. y como que romper y, y darse a conocer como músico, bueno ya eso está mucho en el pasado enterrado, pero uh -huh. ella la verdad que se ha probado, se ha probado time after time after time, uh -huh. en verdad que el, la colaboración esta suena demasiado Juana Molina el disco, el, el disco de ellos está muy cool, la gente de No Twist también, ese disco de Vertigo Days tienen que, tienen que chequearlo pero aparte tiene esa letra como que esa sutileza, lo que estaba diciendo ahorita esas ganas de volver al sur, algunas veces yo me despierto y tengo ese mismo feeling como tienen todos los inmigrantes de, eh, de que te sientes como que no perteneces aquí pero que no perteneces allá tampoco y Ajá. cada vez que encuentro una canción así de Volver al Sur, me pasaba mucho con Tren al Sur de, de Prisioneros. Esta de Volver al Sur ahora se agrega a ese playlist de saudade, de nostalgia y de buscar identidad. De raíces. ¿sí? De raíces, sí, eso es correcto. Eh, bueno, nada. somos sudaca. Somos sudaca. Bueno, y eso mismo para ahora para ayudarnos a inspirarnos un poquito más en esa búsqueda de raíces y de identidad. ¿Qué les parece si nos vamos para la cháchara? Me parece buenísimo. Estuve. Dicen que para saber realmente quién eres, debes explorar tu historia, el pasado, todo aquello que vino antes de ti. Y qué mejor ejemplo para hablarnos de esto que Las Cafeteras, un grupo de chicanos de Los Ángeles, California, que con su música, respetando tradiciones y promoviendo la innovación, se han dedicado a construir puentes. Y a la vez elevar y conectar a la gente a movimientos de justicia social. Ellos son un mundo donde caben muchos mundos y muchas culturas. Ellos son inspiración para luchar por el cambio positivo que muchos anhelamos y necesitamos. Y para contagiarnos de esa energía, recibimos a Denise y Héctor de Las Cafeteras. Qué bonita energía, gracias por estar con nosotros. Welcome, guys. Gracias. Un gusto de estar aquí, man. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Bienvenidos. This has been in our house and your music, Georgia, on my mind. Since the elections, <laughs> I'm, showing yeah. a, I'm showing them a candle of Stacey Abrams. Uh, <laughs> we've been inspired with, with everything that's been happening Santa and all Stacey. the changes and all that. So, la música de ustedes nos ha servido mucho de eso. Y bueno, qué, qué mejor para arrancar para que nos cuenten un poquito de cómo, how, how did I, the electoral anthems became? happened okay you know it's been i mean it's been a hell of a ride it's been a hell of a ride and i think cuando todo esto pasó con la cuarentena and como artistas like como el mundo ya paró 
right? It did feel like that. Like we just stopped, and and it wasn't until a, uh, our drummer, este Jose Cano, he created a video with a dance crew called Run with Ahmad, and it was it was a it was a song about the murder of Ahmad Arbery in, mm. in Georgia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when he put that out. We weren't really doing music, but he put that out. I think like, jeez, he must have done that like early in the quarantine, and um, it just for me it was like a flip. You sabes que? As artists, we're not our our lives are not entangled in touring. That's not that's not the goal. The goal is actually creating and making, and so that just turned on the flip. And I and I wrote a song right away. I put it down, and. Um, I called my friend who's a DJ producer, uh, David DeGroovman. I said, I have a song called Long Time Coming. I want to put it down. And and we did it. And um, we were able to, I called up organizations that I knew were doing electoral work. I said, hey, you need music. I need, I need, and I need, you know, and we need to get, we need, and we need people voting, right? You want people voting and you need music. Let's, let's work together. We put out a song called Long Time Coming. Uh, to get black and brown communities out. And that was an amazing uh, track that we did. Very different. It was a disco track. Denise had a, has a beautiful hook on there. It was inspired by Sam Cooke's Change Gonna Come, and we called mm. it Long Time Coming. Mm. Election's over, and I mean, Don, you know, Donald Trump was defeated. Yes. Yes. And, and we were relieved. Uh, can you repeat that again? I didn't hear. Yes. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Time to fight, time to write I do all the things that the devil may write Brown man, black man, yellow man, blue Everything I thought was true Was based on the lie I learned in school We all be from Africa Scientists can back it up Race is a concept Para nosotros fue como un regreso a la raíz de las cafeteras Mucha gente no sabe que nosotros no, no empezamos ni nos conocimos tocando música Nosotros empezamos en las calles marchando este, exigiendo un cambio para las comunidades inmigrantes como de nuestros padres. Este, somos del este de Los Ángeles, así que se necesita mucha atención y mucho cambio, pero también mucho cariño. Yeah. Y para nosotros la música casi es como un abrazo, una invitación, un... Like, it's an invitation to love ourselves and love each other again, you know? And for us, en esta cuarentena también, no somos alguien que somos separados de la comunidad, de lo que está pasando y escribiendo sobre lo que vemos. Estamos viviéndolo. Así que para nosotros fue también una oportunidad de sanarnos, de sanar el grupo, porque también touring is very, very It's crazy. It's fun. It's crazy. But at the same time, you have to remember why you do what you do. You know, así que como estaba mencionando Héctor, que era como un regreso a, wow, nosotros no escribimos la primera canción pensando que vamos a estar girando por todo el mundo. Qué bonito que se pudo hacer, que se puede hacer. Que nunca, nunca soñamos que esto iba a ser la vida que íbamos a vivir. Pero también, ¿qué es la oportunidad que tenemos? Y lo más que me gustó de la plataforma de ustedes, cuando chequeé su website, este, también que hablan de la comunidad y de la educación. Porque como dices, no solamente hacen música y hacen sentir bien a la gente, la gente baila, la pasa bien, sino que realmente ustedes son activistas. 
por una lucha que viene de sus antepasados, estamos hablando, y me gustaría que profundizaran ustedes antes de hablar, más acerca de su trabajo, acerca de lo que significa chicano. Por ejemplo, para la gente del este del país, que quizás no está tan cercano, quizás no entiende muy a profundidad lo que esa palabra significa o lo que es el movimiento que ustedes representan. You know, este Ruben Salazar, who was a journalist who was killed in 1970, he said a Chicano is a, he said a Mexican-American with a non-Anglo-Saxon image of himself. And, and I thought that was, and so that was in, you know, that was in the 60s. And I think now it has evolved. I feel for me, Chicanismo is really, it's less um, where you come from, but it's more like an understanding. Somos niños de migrantes. Somos niños de Latinoamérica, you know, uh, there's, it's, to be a Chicano is like, no soy de aquí ni de allá, pero soy de aquí y de allá. Eh, en ese, con esa conciencia, yo puedo conectar con otros inmigrantes, con un migrante de Vietnam que viene de allá, con, you know, de una persona de África, de una persona de todas partes de Latinoamérica. Ser Chicano es ser consciente de quién eres, que también eres indígena y también eres mezclado. Y también tienes un papel en este mundo, you know? And so, and like, that's, it's como, it's a way of thinking. Uh, and como Gloria Sandúa says, we live in the in-between, you know? And we live in the Nepantla, you know? In the, in the area in-between. And so I feel like para ser Chicano is not only an ethnic, you know, for us it's, it's, a, it's an identity, it's a cultural thing, but it's also like un pensamiento, you know, Carlos? I feel like it's also like an urgency, like a call to action, right? One, it's an appreciation um, and a work to to rid yourself of shame, right? Yo pues fui criada por padres inmigrantes, super mexicanos, y yo nunca sen me sentí que era suficientemente mexicana. Sentía, pues, no hablo la, el, el español bien, ni el, ni el inglés. Very Marcelina, you know, moments. Este... Am I like the whole who am I? Why you know? Um, it's like a ghost almost that follows you around. Y para mí, empezando en, en, en la universidad, entendí que mi feminismo, mi mujerismo también tenía que invitar este lo cultural, pero también tenía yo el, el um, una urgencia para siempre preguntar que por qué y cómo crear un mundo diferente para nosotros que no que sirve para todos. It serves us right and so it's not just like staying stuck in a struggle like chicanos are always about the fight and the resistance right así empezamos porque teníamos que sobrevivir y todavía tenemos que sobrevivir pero también um, estamos incluyendo muchas más cosas que no nomás es, es un, un orgullo nacionalista pero también una invitación otra vez para muchas más conversaciones y muchas más este luchas y, y grupos étnicos, como decía Héctor, um, pero creo que es, es, es como una llamada para algo mejor. So, it's like a whole lot of layers, right? We can get real serious about what Las Cafeteras do, but also we try to not get stuck, right? We try to offer the joy and the, the beauty of who we are, and I think we remind ourselves of that. Like, yes, like it's hard, yes, oppression sucks, and we know that and we live that, And we work, we will work around that and against it. But at the same time, our people deserve some freedom, 
from that, some, some breath and some dancing, right? And we put claro. It Sentirse orgulloso, orgulloso. Claro, claro. Sí. Eh, la comunidad tiene algo muy bello para ofrecer a este país y me encanta eso que dices de esa aceptación, ese healing, como que luchar contra eso que la sociedad te trata de imponer, to fit in, to force yourself into this society, que, que está como que bien hecha a, a la medida de, bueno, del hombre blanco, de los founders, ¿sabes? Como que todavía se está definiendo, ¿no? Diga, Blanca viene de Puerto Rico y también eso es como que... Eh, para mí es como que tan complejo ese status, ese... ¿Sabes? Porque es, es ameri americano y es como un país que tiene tanta cultura, tanta riqueza. Identidad diferente. Y, y como que... Que sí, la parte incluso del español en, en los Estados Unidos, como que they're still not clear. It should be a, an official language, I think, because there are territorios como Puerto Rico, so important, you know? Yes. Entonces es como que so, so confusing and complex. It is complex. It is complex. Pero a mí me encanta de que ustedes son, por ejemplo, en canciones como Trabajador, Trabajadora, que es como, yo, lo, yo escuché esa canción y para mí es como una oración, es como un ritual, eh, es la voz de, de todos esos trabajadores y sobre todo me imaginaba a todos esos eh, trabajadores agrícolas en, 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 en la zona de California eh, que son oprimidos, de, de, que no tienen ningún tipo de... De, de derechos y que es una lucha que viene desde César Chávez y que todavía sigue pasando y todavía se sigue, se sigue luchando por eso. ¿Me pueden hablar un poquito más acerca de esa descarguita de, de lo que es esa canción eh, y de lo que significa para ustedes? Esa canción, like, it was, like, um, it was first brought to us by José Cano, the drummer. Y él quería hablar sobre su padre, que era, uh, you know, jardinero. Eh, que era una persona que hacía trabajo de construcción, uh, este, de, de diferentes cosas, pero más de construcción, pero tenía manos, siempre tenía manos duros, you know, and so like, y era igual como mi papá, como era carpintero, so when we were starting to talk about that, like we want to write a song for our people, like our people are working people, you know, um, and so it's like when I talk about my dad, like I say, you know, My father learned how to work before he learned how to walk, you know? And so like, and, and that's what it was about. It was like, yo, we, we work in people, man. And, the, and somewhere along the line, somewhere, I don't know where or when, someone inserted the idea that we are not, that we are late, in some sense lazy or taking away, um, but we working. You know, and so like just because we, you know, just because you pay a $7.25 an hour or minimum wage doesn't mean we're not working, you know, uh, and that's why we can't, that's why we can't afford the house that you have because you're not paying us our worth, but we working. And so that was the idea to elevate that idea of like work is, a, a, is man, is honor, is dignity, is allows you to raise your family. And so. We wanted to have a feeling of that. Like when you hear this song, we wanted you to feel like, man, I'm proud to be a worker. And I'm proud to come from a, a, a family's worker. I remember the day that we started talking about it because este, todos trabajábamos full time and this was a hobby, right? Nos reuníamos. We would join like, what, twice a week? 
pero a las 10 de la noche ahí íbamos a practicar, right? Y llegamos y todos like, oh, I hate my job, like everyone was complaining. And then that's where, where Jose was like, you know, my dad says work, like we should never be embarrassed or complain about work. We should always be proud and, and have dignity, you know? Este, pero, yeah, same thing. Yes, es una dedicación to our parents, for, uh, first and foremost, but also all the people that we grew up around and we still live around. You know, creo que la gente cuando nos ve en el stage, se ve todo pretty on Hollywood, you know, Hollywood Bowl, pero regresamos a la misma, a la misma wow. comunidad donde veamos. Claro. Y este, también mi papá cada vez que me ve, ¿y qué estás haciendo todo el día? ¿Estás trabajando? ¿Qué haces? You know, like, ¿por qué te levantas a las 10 de la, no de la mañana? And I'm like, uh, like, todavía nos tienen así. <laughs> so you know to to take it back to you know to take it back to the 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 georgia yes. uh the georgia conversations like from trabadora like that's where our roots come from and then to be able and now we wrote that in 2012 it's going to be 10 years next year to go, but from there, we still now in 2021, we're able to drop a track, right. really talking about the work of people, right? And so like Georgia claro. by Ray Charles was a song where, you know, his love of Georgia because he got exiled, right? Because he was, he didn't want to, you know, it was, it was a segregated place to play. And when New Georgia Project and Big Bowl of Ideas saw us do that song long time coming, and there was a new election coming, they're like, yo, who did that song? I want to work with them. Let's do another track. And we got called from New Georgia Project and uh, Big Bowl of Ideas. And they said, hey, we're not just a black organization. We also organize Latinos. We have 10% Latinos uh, in, uh, in Georgia. And we want to organize everybody. Can you take Georgia on my mind and Lat they say Latino fire. Yes. Yes. Georgia. Georgia. I love it. I love it. But it's always like, I was, sabe que yo tenía miedo. You know, yo tenía miedo. You don't want to take a classic and, and mess it up. Like, that's disrespectful, right? Like, we talked about it too. Like, do we want to do this? Yeah. So yeah. I, called up, I called up a couple compañeros that I knew. First, I thought it was going to be a boogaloo. I'm like, all right, let's do a boogaloo. So I called up Sergio Mendoza from Orquesta Mendoza. I called up Quetzal. And then I, and then I realized, ¿sabes qué? No. Let's do, like, uh, if we're talking about the South, right? The South. You know, a lot of Latinos don't tour the South. They don't tour George, like, like Natalia La Furcade, Mon Lafer, like a lot of those banda, bands, the Latino America, they don't tour the South. They don't go to Alabama. They don't go to Georgia. They don't go to North Carolina, right? Because the market is like the demographic is different. And it was like, okay, 
in Georgia, Atlanta, Raza, que está, it's the fastest growing Latino population. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. We lived there for almost 10 years. And let me tell you, one of the counties there, it was the fastest Latino growing population on the state. You know, there's a lot of Latinos there. Right, well, but also when we went there, it was a lot of agriculture. People working yes. in the market, immigrantes. So when we, yes. when we went there, yeah. it was like people working in the meatpacking, agriculture, and it was like new immigrant. And so it was like new immigrant from mm. Mexico, and they're all listening to banda. Like, like it was banda, norteño, right? So it was that. And then los niños están escuchando, so ellos están escuchando como banda, norteño, and they like cumbia. Their kids mm -hmm. who are now yes. growing up, they're like, they love hip-hop. Hip-hop, trap. Trap. And they mm -hmm. also like cumbia. So let's bring so and then I thought like Afro like cumbias Afro Colombiano. Rimos Afro Colombiano. And then let's bring in trap because it's from Atlanta, Georgia. And let's let's marry nice. that. And that's how the idea of my, so I called my producer. I said, I got the Ray Charles song. I said, make this into a trap. Just give me an idea. Just, I just want to hear it. So he got the Ray Charles song and he gave it a trap feel. I said, um, he, he did like a two minute song and I hated a minute and, you know, 15 seconds of it. But this one, he did this one sample and I said, that's it. That's it right there. We did it. Now let's, let, let, now let's mix that with the cumbia. I called the homies. And over three days, nice. we had two weeks to do this because it was fast. The elections were coming. You know, like we were like, he calls me. He's like, hey, ve a cantar. No, ve, ve a grabar. And I was like, no, I'm scared. You know, <laughs> Pero it's like, I think the, the level of. Because you had to go to the studio. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Studio. I'm like, yo no sé qué están haciendo allá. Claro. I need to put my mask on. Are they wiping that mic with the Clorox? ¿Están wipeando? Like, making music right now in this year has been, again, like like a labor of love porque you really have to want to make it and do it and give it to the world. Because, again, we're living the life that everyone's living right now. And this, we're right. like, this is a, such an important election. Our lives depend on it, you know. And what we have, the tools we have is, is songs, you know, giving people también like a soundtrack to the time right now. Um, and it becomes a moment of like, it's worth it. Like, no, for you guys to be yeah, part yeah. of that flipping Georgia, yes. you should be really proud, yes, guys. Yes, no, aquí lo Like, thank you, okay. thank on, you, thank you. I'm on Bernie Sanders. Like, Bernie call, like, Bernie's people call us, hey, can you get on the Zoom? And we're like, with Bernie Wow. Yes, I have time. Y eso lo llevó a después de eso fue si yo fuera presidente y va a president que lo re, la revivieron la versión original estaba brutal y esta es otra cosa lo que han el hecho remix. también es mm -hmm. buenísimo yeah. y están pegados en TikTok con el challenge y todo yeah it's like sí. how cool sí que lindo como invitaron that was awesome how you invited MC and collaboration from all over that. How did that happen? Uh, that was, that was an idea. I was talking to organizations and again, a lot of people were doing work around the elections. And so 
you know, organizers are organizing. They're not thinking about the culture work. And like, that's why I think we come in and we need to do more of is that you can't have a movement without movement. And so like, and, and people, there's not enough intentionality around the cultural organizing versus actual like strategic policy reframing organizing. They're different work, but same goal. And so like, for me, I had a lot of, because I come from organizing, I know what's needed. And I know when I'm door knocking and I'm phone banking and I'm talking to members, a song can can put me in the mood. You know, when I need to turn up, I'll put on Kendrick Lamar, you know, like, <laughs> and like, I'll, like when I need to get ready, you know? Nice. And so like, for me, so I was hitting, I called up a couple organizations. I said, hey, uh, I called up Center for Cultural Strike, which does amazing work. I said, I have an idea. I want to remix our song, make it a hip hop, but I want to, I want to, I want to have MCs from swing states and mm. I want to ha- highlight black femcs from these mm. places. If you can provide me the funding, mm. I can make it happen. And they were able, they said, we love the idea, make it happen. And then I was able to then create a, and then I, then I, Started hitting up MC. Let me be the chief executive and settle the score. Stop working people till they raggedy, then asking for more. Open doors, cut the pipeline to prison, that's what's stealing our men. Educate the whole nation about the skin that I'm in. Black woman, stay safe and watch me do it again. Clear the cash, put the cash where it's evidently necessary. More than fried food and booze, open some libraries. Stand with my fellow man. If I was commander in chief, I'd preach peace. A college education would be free. I close the wage gap and pay back indigenous peeps. And you got from people from Arizona, from Georgia, the donde más? The Arizona, Atlanta, Georgia, and Detroit, Michigan. So Book Brown from Detroit, Michigan, Sirac the MC from Atlanta, Georgia, Killer, Mega Ran from Phoenix, Quetzal from Arizona, and then Cafetera. And then I got a Japanese producer from Seattle who's who's the one who did the track, who took our stems and did the beat. Powerful message, beautiful unity. Uh, you know the the black and brown uh, communities is uniting and through music it's just uh, so powerful. Yeah. How big was um, hip hop growing up? Like in LA, I mean, we know the West Coast sound was huge. So how how big was that for you personally? For Denise, I don't know. You Denise can say, it, but for me, it was it was huge. I feel like the I, I'm a poet first. I think I'm a poet at heart because mm. I grew up. With two kinds, with Tupac, Warren G, with Snoop, and but like the ability to to have words rhyme and tell a story, man. I since since sixth grade, you know that's what allowed me nice. to love stories and love writing, and I always wanted just to like rhyme shit and put shit together, and so like that stuff. But then when I heard when I heard Dear Mama in seventh grade by Tupac, I said, oh, it's just not all about gin and juice. It's not all about, it's not just all about weed. Mm-hmm. Party. It's not all about party. Like, I couldn't listen to that. But Dear Mama came out and I said, wow, like, I, you can actually do a song about your family, about your, your, the love of your mom. I, I only thought hip hop was about, like, you know, gangster shit. And then when he dropped that, that mm-hmm. changed my whole, my whole idea. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Like, I didn't know that was possible. And then Harocho... The, how, when we started learning how ultra music, there's like hip hop's poetry, rapping, it's breakdancing, it's DJing, right? It's graffiti, 
en, en, en Son Jarocho, mm. como, como Son Cubano, o como en, mm. en uh, este, uh, Son Huasteco, o en Bomba, right? There's like sí. the call and response. Venezuela, en Venezuela es el contrapunteo. Eso, que se... eso, oh. right? Mm. They got the joropo, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. like, there's the canto, the call and response, which is the African yeah. element. But it's the, yeah, right? yeah. Bomba y plena it's the poetry. <laughs> It's uh, in Jarocho is the string instruments, the baile, the zapateado. But the most important mm -hmm. thing, the same thing that's in bom eh, that's in bomba, that's in son cubano, that's in son huasteco, that's in hip hop, is improvisation. Mm -hmm. Los repentistas que dicen la improvisación. That's why hip hop is so huge because you can have hip hop in Brazil freestyle, freestyle and on the spot. I'm gonna sing about what's going on right now. Right here, where we're at. I'm gonna sing about this barrio. I'm gonna sing about this black. I'm gonna sing about my compañeros, my love for my, you know, for this person. So in all the folk styles, there's the ability to improvise, and that's why this, that's why folk survived because in the sierras they sing about the sierra, right? And in the in in the countryside they sing about the countryside, the campo. In the in the cities they talk about the city. So everywhere you go, it just adapts, and so like. That's what I loved about Jarocho and hip hop. It was the same. It was the same thing. And that's what we do. I think a lot of like there was. We started playing Jarocho tradicional porque eso es lo que nos estaban enseñando. We had a friend who knew how to play it. We loved it, and so we're like, we want to learn. Very, very simple beginnings, right? Um, Twenty people playing son Jarocho. Eventually, we're like, mm, I don't even know what I'm singing about. Lo voy a cantar en inglés o en Spanglish o voy a cantar sobre lo que vi, you know, they stole a car in front of my house. I'm going to sing about that. And little by little, nos estábamos, estábamos en conversación de, ¿se puede? ¿Se puede hablar de lo que vivimos en, en una, en el, en el template de Son Jarocho? Y, y dijimos que, ¿por qué no? Somos, again, pochos, chicanos, you know, rascuache, de aquí, de allá, y lo que sabemos, somos expertos en la, vi la vida que estamos viviendo. And little by little, you start reconciliating, like, who you are and the life you lived. But then you, we can only speak of our own lives, but we're the experts of that. And I think that's the beautiful thing when we travel from city to city, cuando vamos a estas... Um, Uh, comunidades como con los muchachos, los, los, um, los niños que apenas están empezando como a, a entenderse ellos mismos. Nosotros visitamos, no somos como sus papás, no somos como sus maestros, pero se entienden ellos mismos a platicar con nosotros, a vernos, se identifican. Y nosotros también. Well, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you know that we, so outside of music, we, we're actually, we do trainings and workshops across the country. Mm -hmm. Like, so when we're not doing music, We're doing trainings and residencies for universities, for nonprofits, um, anti-racism trainings, storytelling workshops. Um, that's kind of what Denise is saying when we show up to uh, universities with young people. And so we use we use music and storytelling as a way to combat racism. Eso es lo que ustedes hacen cuando viajan en tours, o sea, que conectan con las comunidades para elevar y que la gente como comunidad se pueda meter más en el movimiento. Algo de Beats and Bridges, ¿había es, escuchado? Es, algo that's one element. That's the culture work. So mm -hmm. that's when we invite organizations who are doing community work to the shows. And then we'll do, uh, we'll do convivio with them before the show. And then we'll, and then we'll uh, connect the audience to whatever movement, petition, campaign they're doing. So that's one work. But afuera de eso, 
um, a lot of our work also is at universities. So like we'll go to Notre Dame and we'll be at Notre Dame for five days. So we'll do, we'll teach in the ethnomusicology, women's studies, ethnic studies, the music department. We'll do work, storytelling, workshop, anti-racism training. And then on Friday is the big show in, in the big auditorium. So mm-hmm. we kind of build up. But Because Denise, she was the, the director of Gender and Sexuality Center. She's an MSW. She's a social worker. I was uh, organized director of you know youth organizing for eight years. I did culture work, political education before oh, music. Wow. Nobody doesn't want to talk about it's like politics are where some people are all the t- some of the time. Culture is where most people are most of the time, right? So like not everybody wants to talk about politics. Not everybody wants to talk about Stacey Abrams like I like I do or you do. Right? They just want a song. They just want to like feel good in the song. So if I can play you a song uh, that's connected to a struggle, then we can we can start some. We can break bread first. I can have you dancing, singing. Oh, right. I like Georgia. I suave me gusta. And then be like, hey, you know that? You know, you know Georgia. What's going on? Mm-hmm. We did the song for this thing, right? It's like it's a bridge. Right, trabadora, trabador, trabadora. It's a song like, "Hey, this for all our working people right here. If you put in work, this song's for you." Right? Mm-hmm. It's not my song. This is your song. If you put right. in work, and so like, how do we use music as a way to connect people to the things that um, right. that bring us together instead of what brings us apart? Like you know, like Amazing. I'm Chicano. You identify as something else. Like the Black Lives Matter thing too. Like for a lot of people, like. In my family growing up, my community, there's a lot of like uh, tension and struggle of like why Black Lives Matter and why it's our, like we need to be involved in these conversations, but also in the fight for that, right? And not competing. Like, well, what about us? And what about, you know, the kids in the cages? And we're like, yes, it's all bad. And it's all connected because it's the same monster, you know? And so we offer that space of like, super proud, you know, super Latina, Chicana uh, pride, but at the same time, it's not just about the party, right? It's about how, as communities, we're listening to each other and showing up for each other, right? And so, like, I think that's the beauty of this music is also, like, understanding, like, this is Afro-Mexican. There's a reason we don't know about the third root of Mexico, and there's a reason why, like, as a light-skinned Mexicana, I'm the one sharing the, about this music in this space. You know, it's about power, it's about privilege, but also how do we take that opportunity to really hold that space for other people, you know? Like the uh, the president song, I said what I can say about my experience, and now it's time for me to pass the baton and listen to someone else's experience, you know? And I think that's what we need to do more of. That's why it's so important what Hector was saying, you know, the work that you guys do, and that is what I was so inspired by, is that education with the young people, with the younger generation, you know, that they could be more open, they can know the story, the history from all culture, from other um, races, and, and all that stuff that it needs to be done, you know, that work, así que, como tú dices, que poco a poco, tú entiendes, primero te doy una cancioncita y después te enseño la historia detrás de eso, entonces puedes tener más empatía y la próxima vez que te refieres a un asiático, a un latino, a un negro, sepas de dónde vienen y por qué están aquí y, de, y cuál es su background, ¿no? Entonces eso es súper importante para este, esto, estos momentos que estamos viviendo. El trabajo continúa y yo me imagino que eso es lo que están ahorita ustedes trabajando. Yo, yo, ¿Ustedes todavía se reúnen en el, en el Lisa de Café? 
Todavía no, es, no, no, o no. Ese ya Pero pues ya ya pasaron. It was for eight years. So Cuéntame un poquitito de, de Elisa y Café, porque aparte de lo que estaba mencionando Denise también del Afro-Mexican, Afro-Mexicano y el origen, eh, eh, nosotros, eh, como digo, estamos en el East Coast, pero esto también lo oye mucha gente, eh, el podcast también lo oye en otros lados del mundo. De, Cuéntenos un poquitito primero del, del Son Jarocho y, el, y, lo que, y la misión que tenían en el Isa Café, de, que fue como arrancaron todos ustedes. ¿Qué es el Son Jarocho y por qué los conectó a todos en ese lugar? No, eh, we were, so the short version is, we were all activist movement kids, 20, 21. I met Denise organizing uh, on campuses and doing zapatismo work. Daniel trying to save the largest urban farm in the country, the South Central Farm. And... Oh, that's the Garden documentary. Correct. I think the Garden, yeah, What? the Garden is a great documentary on it. The short story is we we found the, this this music called Son Jarocho, which we fell in love with as organizers because the Son Jarocho is unapologetically black, is unapologetically like campesino communal, and in Son Jarocho is a 400 year old form of music that comes from Veracruz, Mexico. So the, its most famous song is called La Bamba. So La Bamba, La Bamba comes from Son Jarocho, is a Son Jarocho song. And the thing about Son Jarocho is if you learn two chords, you could play 10 traditional songs. If you learn three chords, you could play another 10, 400-year-old song. And you're now part, and, and it's such a communal song, music of call, response, baile, tocada, And like anybody nice. can join in and now you're part of a tradition, a legacy of music that's about love, resistance mm -hmm. and, and black and brown, you know, heritage. And uh, and it's from the campo. It's a mix of African, indigenous, Spanish, Arabic beats, rhythms and rhymes. Right. So Jarocho used to be a negative term that you would describe someone, un, di, un indígena con un africano, you know, es un Jarocho. It's like it was at a negativo. But on. Over time, it got reclaimed to be like, somos jarochos. Esa es la cultura jarocho. Esa es la música, la comida, la región de los jarochos. Sí, así como fue también chicano, la, la, la palabra exactly. chicano también exactly. reclaimed. reclaimed yeah. mm -hmm. even, you reclaimed like words like, like queer. Queer used to be a bad term, and now it's like, you know, queer is a now positive proud. Term, right? Yes. Uh, same thing. And so we found it in L.A. There was one person that knew how to play, that, that lived by us, and she taught us how to sing She was Chicana, Pocha. She didn't even know Spanish. And she said, I'm only going to teach you. She's like, I don't know that much. I'm only going to teach you if you, you want to sing, dance, and play. You have to learn how to do all three. And, um, and el, el dance is el, el, dance el zapateado, todo, ¿no? Sí, Denise es una experta ahí en eso. Todos los tallos to prove Yes, girl. <laughs> and, uh, and we started learning how to play in the Eastside Cafe, which Denise is a co-founder with 20 other students. And it, the Eastside Cafe was not a cafe. It was just a building, four walls. And it was inspired by the Zapatistas. And it was, the, it was trying to practice Zapatismo in the United States. Autonomy, self-determination, and the belief that you have all the resources in your community in order to thrive, you know? And so it was where we would do free ESL classes, free folklorico classes, free yoga, um, all kinds of things, and free son jarocho. So if you wanted to learn, gaile. Nobody charged you. Each one teach one. It was that philosophy. 
And so if you were a volunteer and you learn, then you had also become a volunteer and teach. So as soon as you learn something, you also taught something. Me da sentimiento porque fue un parte de mi vida, años, 10 años, que yo casi vivía en el Lisa Cafe. Hasta lavaba los baños. Nothing, my mom would be shocked. I'm like, lo que no hacía en casa, hacía en el Lisa Cafe, limpiando, the toilet. It was a pride that we had. This little shack, this little space, but it was the community space. Y como todo, la energía se recicla. Así que nosotros siempre orgullosos de que empezamos ahí como estudiantes humildes de que nomás queríamos saber algo y nos nació el canto pocho style, you know what I mean? Pero que there was a time where it was our time to, to go you know, and now the, it's still thriving and people are still doing really amazing work there. But for us, it was our roots and we bloomed and we, we do what we do now in a different way. Um, but we're always rooted mm -hmm. in those principles, right? Aunque no estemos ahorita marchando así de guerreras, pero siempre sabiendo que esos son las raíces de las cafeteras. Ustedes fueron los que sembraron la semillita ahí. Now you're blooming and taking it to the world, but la semilla está. You know, what we have in our communities is enough. And that, I think that, that fuels yes. what we do. And, and now we have so many more relationships and tools and, and resources to do more and to invite the conversation outside of Los Angeles, all over the country, going to different countries, and then also reconciliating like our Mexican identity. And so we have a really great new song um, that Hector uh, thought about on one of his trips to Oaxaca. But for us, it's also like, I, I, I showed it to my parents and they love it because it reminds them, of, you know, um, but I would love Hector to talk about like how we went from Sol Jarocho to like what work we're really building now that's very removed from Jarocho music. But again, it's, it's amazing. I love this song. It's not called Oaxaca. It's called Love Song Number Two. <laughs> Oaxaca Love Song Number Two. Ay, que bueno. Yeah, yeah. Porque no somos Oaxaqueños and we can never write the best Oaxacan song. So it will always be number two. Yeah. I see. So it, it's always going to be, but it's, um, I think one, Son Jarocho, la música de Son Jarocho, that's existed for 400 years, lo, most, lo más importante is that it taught us that our stories are important, you know? And so for us, like, we sing a song, La Bamba, from 400 years ago, you know? But who's going to sing our song? Who's going to sing your song 400 years from now? If you don't write it, if you don't tell it, if you don't sing it, no one's going to do that, right? And so, like, that's for us. We also have to tell about What's, what's important to us. I went to Oaxaca. I, one of my favorite places in the world is Oaxaca. And so I wrote a song called Oaxaca Love Song Number Two. And, but it's like a 50s rock and roll song, man. It's, it's so fucking cool. It's so dope. And then we did a, a black and white video. Denise did choreography, dancers. And it's just, it's, it's an homage to Oaxaca. But it's also, we're growing. At, it took us 10 years to get here. And 10 years now, I can actually say, I didn't say it before, but I can say now that I'm a, that I'm a songwriter. I, I didn't, I never wanted to say that before, you know? Like, own it, Hector, own it. <laughs> yes. Since 2012, with its time, yeah, you know, it's that you can now, reflect right? all the jarocho to taste in LA, almost, you know, but that time. Like, 
It was before it was the like I'm taking Harocho songs and rewriting them and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all, but now I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. with Long Time Coming, Georgia, Presidente, like Oaxaca, and um, so Oaxaca is gonna drop, and we're super excited about it. And then after that, we have another song called La Sirena, um, which we're gonna try to do with the drag with the drag community in uh, in Phoenix. Uh, so, oh my yeah, God. About that. Le dieron, le dieron a Blanca en la vena. I'm so obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> 2021, like we're going to come out more creative. We're going to come out of this shit even stronger, more yes. music. Like nice. we're. Yes. Es como una evolución, ¿no? The, the evolution. Yeah. 2.0. You know, like I couldn't, I couldn't have done Georgia five years ago. I would not have been able to do Georgia. Yo cuando, cuando empezaron, me acuerdo de la bamba rebelde, como que tenían esos covers very well done. Y ahorita también escuché la de Under the Bridge. So you, you certainly have had that angle of como que bringing culture together through using English too and Harocho instrumentation, como que esa, esas fusiones. Pero Luna Lover siento que, bueno, tanto el video y eso como, como esa parte vulnerable, magical. The combination of that juxtaposition of the traditional instrumentation, the harana, y eso con la letra en inglés y las voces de ustedes es mágica, pues. Y bueno, no sé si eh, lo nuevo quizás tiene un poquito de eso. Me imagino que sí, porque es como la esencia también, ¿no? You know, I was, I went to go see that movie Coco, uh, you know, and I was a hater. I'm gonna say I was a hater because Disney was doing it, and I was like, ah. They're gonna fuck this up, and no, I don't want to see it. And then my. Uh, but then you like you had all the Disney movies at your house. Yeah, yeah I know. Publicly, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, they're like done with Disney. Behind the tough guy, you know, gangster rapper Isale. Hay un corazoncito Hay un corazoncito. Do you have reasons to hate it? Because they try to register Dia de Muertos as a, uh, as a trademark. I said, what the fuck? Like, um, excuse me? So, I, so, but my compañera got free tickets and I was like, okay, I'm going to go see it. So, I, I'm going to go see it so I can hate it on it for real. So, I can be, I watched it and now I can hate on it. And I, I, I cried three times, I cried three times in the movie. Yeah, my father, my father had passed, and I was thinking about him, mm-hmm. and like, mm. I was like, oh my god, you know, this it was, and I walked to at the end, I was sitting for the credits, and Natalia La Furcade, she's singing a song there, a beautiful song, and then I thought to myself, why, why have I not written a dead, dead song about you know, mm. and go, I'm gonna go, and I went home and I wrote a song. And now we're, we're barely, that was like two years ago, but now we're barely putting it together. And Denise sings on it, and, it, and I wrote it. And Denise's voice is so beautiful on it, and yeah. it's so mm-hmm. great. And it's called Hasta la Muerte. So that's going to be, mm. wow. and it's going to be something that's released. And I feel like when I hear that song, it has that same magical quality of, of, of Luna Lovers. And so I'm really excited about that coming out. Um, 
next year. But you know, you see things like you're doing a podcast, right? You're doing a podcast because you want to hear the story. Like, if you don't hear the stories you want to hear, then you're like, well, then we'll do it. And I think that's kind of what we're doing, right? We're all documenting. It's like, I, mm-hmm. why, I don't, why haven't I written a, why don't I hear Day of the Dead songs or more of them, right? Like, why does it take Disney to write a Day of the Dead song? How come I haven't done it? And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And that's kind of the ganas that we all need sometimes. It's like, when we see things sí. not happening, you know, then we have to create it. Como tú mismo dices, we try to create this time capsule de las cosas que no gustan para que la gente pueda siempre recomendamos if you like this one go and check the one from day one because siempre hablamos con gente bonita y se, y se llama tan gente un poquito eso porque la vida se trata de que uno cree que tiene un plan y al final terminas yéndote por 20 mil tangentes and those are stories Shortcut that people to, to be, for people to get inspired mm-hmm. and to do their own shit yeah, Entonces, yeah. and by the way we also we always um, ask our guests If you will have a time capsule. En caso de que este, el mundo se acabara y, y, y tú quisieras dejar un legado en ese time capsule, ¿qué tú pondrías para que vieran esos extraterrestres que llegaran aquí? Yeah, 300 years from now, right? Yeah. El mundo se fue para el carajo. Just 300. So, that 300 years. Y dice, oye, but we found las cafeteras time capsule. <laughs> what, what was the cafeteras all about? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, what was their world about? What would you put, Carlos? You go first. Dang. We would put, okay, we have an album that we, our first ever, we never, again, we never planned to do this, um, but one of our friends, he invited us to play at this club called La Cita, which we would, every Wednesday, we would be there, right? Um, Pero he's like, I'll just record it live, just do the show. And it's terrible. It's called Las Cafeteras Live. And we're like, oh my God, it was so great. You hear in the, the drunker people get, the more crazy we sound and the more great we think we sound. But on the CD, we like will not show it to anybody. It's like, I think this is important though, because it's like the beginning of us playing in public. Um, oh my God, it's so terrible. And Julio... Julio, who actually is, um, he's one of the organizers with the Center for Cultural Power, who we did the long time coming with. He actually, you can, I can hear him in the actual video and he was doing drawings of us that day. So I think that's really important to our story. You put it in a, como que. Like, pura borrachera, dude. Pura Como que se llama ese disco. Life at Mucho Wednesday, algo así, ¿no? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I love the album because it's so loud. It's so, it's like we were just fucking so proud <laughs> to be playing in front of people. And people were like screaming and yelling and loved it. Because mm-hmm. we're playing at a, at a club. Right? Like mm-hmm. a club of raza. So we would have one day a week where all raza would down, come. Down and now we're playing this like, este musica de folklore, you know? And people just like lost it. And, and, but they were also hella drunk. And it was one of the. <laughs> <laughs> that may have had something to do oh. with. This is before, you know, we got like enlightened and we stopped drinking. <laughs> this was like when we were like being a mess. Oh so God. you will listen to that. You will get the real experience of like being there drunk also with you guys. <laughs> I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say put that one in. And you know what? I would love to do if I'm going to do a time capsule, I would love to do like do like a, a vinyl of Georgia and bury that, you know, and be like, yo, this was 
This is a song of the time. You know, for me. Así que mira, siempre también le hacemos otra pregunta a nuestros invitados de cuál sería la causa que ustedes apoyarían, pero con ustedes se me queda corta esa pregunta porque, porque todos ustedes son todos la causa. Ustedes son la causa. Eh, yes. Y su vida y todo lo que han hecho ha sido por la causa. Así que, ay, no sé, eh, ¿qué a ustedes les gustaría cancelar más bien? What, what would you like to cancel if you have all the power and all the money in the world? You would be like, no, I need, we, we need to cancel this. What would be that, that cause? I mean, I, I think for me, if I ever, for me, I think uh, ho homelessness, uh, homelessness is one of the biggest uh, ills that we have. Um, As a, as a country, homelessness and lack of access to healthcare. Like everybody should go see a dent. Everybody should be able to see a dentist. I go to Tijuana, you know, to see a dentist, you know, like everybody should have access to healthcare. And the pandemic is helping us understand that everybody should have access to vaccinations, uh, yes. medicine, because if you're sick, then I'm sick. And mental health. Yes, I think, I don't know if I'm canceling anything, but I want to um, uplift, like you were saying, Uh, the appreciation for mental health services. I'm a clinical social worker before a musician. I used to be a therapist and our people need healing and our people need to talk about that without saying, Están locas, you know? So I want to invite more uh, love around mental health services um, and getting those services. Y también, like, I'm, I've been a vegetarian for 15 years um, and I invite people to Meatless Monday. <laughs> just compromise with Mondays. Yeah. Don't just yeah. meatless Monday. Then, <laughs> Start then, with that. Yeah. And then go crazy on Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> 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 that really fancy and really political all of a sudden when I start talking about being a vegetarian. <laughs> Everybody's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Don't waste my <mama>, tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, no, qué, qué especial, qué admirable y qué inspiración. You're, you're so inspiring. Um, thank you so much for everything you do and, and keep up what you're doing. It's, uh, it's much needed and uh, I cannot wait to, to hear the new music. Órale, pues ahí viene. Ya está en camino, compañero. Ya está en camino, man. Pero gracias, muchísimas. Somos compañeros, compañeras en la lucha. We're peers. And... Somos, you know, somos estrellas en, you know, en el cielo. We could see each other. And that's what's great that, you know, you're out in, you know, you're out in Florida, you're out over there, but like we know of each other. There's actually, you know, we, we have to be able to connect and see each other uh, as people who are doing this documenting work. And I thank you for this. Gracias, you know, for this conversation. Much needed, man. Because, you know, it, it's one thing to give a training. It's another thing to have a conversation entre amigos, you know, so gracias por eso. Sí. Gracias, Gracias por venir aquí a nuestro espacio A Tangente, Denise, Héctor Las cafeteras Amigo, pues gracias muchísimas ¿eh? Órale Gracias por escucharnos Si quieren irse por la Tangente Síganos en Spotify o su plataforma de podcast preferido Y si quieren continuar la conversación Estamos en Instagram y Facebook Como Tangente Podcast Hasta la próxima.